a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it's uh, We Watched the Movie, and I'm Mike. I'm Jay. I'm sick, but I'm still here to congratulate. I'm sick to death of vagina, and he's embraced the dick full on in his mouth. Okay, wait, congratulations. Wait, wait, what? Okay. It's okay. 21st what? century, here we go. Shake a hand and suck a dick. All okay. right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I channeled I, my, with my sinus infection. I channeled little little John. Anyways, what we're here to do is we're here to congratulate Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast, who are some awesome dudes. And legitimately, I say this honest as fuck. Um, we've already crossed the horrible language. Line. I'm sorry, guys. You know uh, how we are. You're disgust. You disgust me. You just we're fucking me. sorry, man. What the fuck do you fucking you want from us? Fuck. Disgust me. You're gross. But you say fuck. I'm ashamed of you. But what I'm here to say is that uh, these dudes are actually super funny. And when they asked us to be a part of their podcast, I went to listen to it. And I actually laughed. My I was doing dishes and I put my phone up and I listened to it. And I was like, these guys are funny as shit. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot of fucking perseverance and goddamn perseverance to get to 200 episodes. It's got you know what Th- these guys congratulations man. Congratulations on your 200th episode. A lot of grind, a lot of time in the dirt to it make it happen. Grind. And but, you did it. You grinded on that fucking stripper pole and you made it yours. And that's how you do it in this world. You sell yeah. out sh- and you go all the way. Yeah. Of course. Hey, you know what you guys are? You guys were Hulk Hogan when he body slammed Andre the Fat Giant at fucking WrestleMania. Actually, yeah. Andre the Giant was a nice, gentle giant. But nonetheless, you're Hulk Hogan, man. You did the impossible. You, you body slammed that bitch right on the mat. Oh, Congratulations, me man. And, and, yeah, you guys, like, honestly, you guys are really, really sweet, and you're really nice, and, and you're, you're funny, and you guys got your shit together, and you know what you're talking about. You got all your ducks in a row, and but we appreciate the shits out of you. But seriously, what's the deal with you bringing Elizabeth a rose? What's the deal with that? I don't like that. I don't like I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I must be behind a few episodes. I don't know what that is. It's okay. It was the the Macho Man. It was like, I, 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 I slap it to the What, he had a stroke? Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth. I, I Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. It's Miss Elizabeth. Put some yeah. respect on it. Jay, we're put not here. Jay, we're not here to talk about your sex life. We're here to talk about Miss Elizabeth. Uh, that Put some respect on that, too. Yeah. But guys, congratulations. Uh, we think you're fucking great, and uh, you got the stuff. You got the juice. You got the juice. You gotta and, know uh, when it's worth the squeeze, and you and gotta I'd know when to squeeze it. Your tits. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what we're here to say. We squeeze. Congratulations, guys! It really—I mean, it, I mean, for you guys, you guys gotta be so proud and so happy with what you guys have gotten, and uh, we're happy for you. 
And uh, here's to another 200 episodes in the future. Yeah, man. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. We're going to go kill some hookers. And yeah, we're, uh, that, we did that yesterday. Now we're going to go kill more hookers. Yeah. <laughs> we just have no originality. <laughs> That's what you do after high school. Duh. Bye. Bye. Love you. Jay, don't say you love me. You don't say Hawkard. They don't. That's on to them. I know, but you don't. You know, like, it's okay. I mean, maybe they like it. I don't know. Like, you know, whatever. Okay. I thought we were connecting with each other, but. Okay. Okay. Oh, stop. All right. Welcome to the year-end edition, the decade edition of the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast, the 200th episode, Quad Mania 2. We are closing out the decade and closing out the year 2019 and entering 2020, the year of perfect vision, in wondrous fashion as we always do because we are the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome, everyone, to Quadmania 2, pal. We needed a intro from Morgan Freeman, but he cost too much money, so we couldn't do that. So that's why I did the budget intro, uh, you know, because Anchor didn't pay us enough, and Spreaker pays us enough now, so uh, we have that. <laughs> Spreaker, Spreaker paid me to do the intro. Big yeah. money, to like six figures, so... It's all good. We got money. We're going into the year 2020. We got a third a third year of heels and quads as beginning. A fresh new start. I uh, I am gonna start working on a new intro song for us with some of your input, of course. I want to see what you're looking for, but I would like to start give us a new intro song for season three. Something something fresh. Something something heavier. You know that yeah. gives us a little like. Like, oh, yeah, fucking, they're driving to work, they're listening to it, and they're headbanging, and then we start talking, and they're like, whoa, this is intense, and we love it. They don't know what's more intense, the intro or us talking. Yes, it's a hard one to figure out, but I got my seven-string guitar ready to roll. I got a fat gauge string on the drop A string. I thought you were about to say I got a fat blunt. (laughs) I got a a fat blunt ready to smoke and not write stuff because I'll be scared hiding in the closet. (laughs) Looking out the window. Looking up, peeking out the crack of the closet door, hiding under a t-shirt with a, yeah, I don't know how people smoke the weed nowadays. It's just too intense for me. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just old now. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I think it's, we're just old. I don't know, man, but yeah, Hills and Quads, Quad Mania number two, welcome everybody. We're not in front of a sold out Puerto Rican crowd, though. We are just talking from our home studios, (laughs) Tommy's home studio of the van and my home (laughs) studio of my... I got a desk for Christmas, so I actually have a little music workstation now. So that's cool. Yeah, the mobile studio of the the Walter family van. Hey, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. It is mobile. See, you just said it right there. That's the big selling point of the Walter family van is yeah. it's a mobile studio. You can go to the park and record if you want. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, just sitting there in the van. <laughs> oh, if the kids were playing, that'd be different, I guess. But if it's the kids aren't there and there's other kids playing, then it's weird. Then it's, it's a van just parked at Cooper Park and super fucking weird. <laughs> uh yeah, the kids are still out of school, obviously, for uh, Christmas break. Um, they're I hope asleep. everybody had a Merry Christmas. Yes. All of yes. our listeners, I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas. Uh, as we record this, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. kind of sucks that it's on a weekday, and everybody's probably got work the first, but 
a lot of people also have regular jobs, not like us, and they uh, don't have work the first. They don't have work the first because a lot of places will be closed. But I actually have to work on New Year's Day this year, which sucks. Uh, first time in a few years that I've had to work on New. But I'll still partake in some gimmickry and uh, go to work. I have to. I have to go in New Year's Day morning and talk to an auditor and get that fun stuff done. And then I get to go home and I will have black-eyed peas and ham hocks in the crock pot. I have a bottle of wine. I got some man can yeah. and all kinds of stuff ready to roll. So New Year's Eve, I'll be having that and then waking up early to go crunch numbers. And then uh, <laughs> and then I get to come home. So After you've been wined out the night before? Yeah. I Well, I went in before... I've went and hung over a few times on New Year's, and I always have my accountant will remind me, you got to be here New Year's Day, remember? And I'm like, yeah, it's five years now we've done this, so I remember. Don't forget, Levi, you need to be here. You piece of here. shit. I got to crunch these numbers and get this over with. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, she doesn't listen to this podcast. Shout out, shout out to my lady. She makes the best desserts, so there we go. But yeah, Quadmania 2. I uh, wasn't here for Quadmania 1, I don't think, right? Yeah, you were. I was here for Quadmania 1? Yeah, it was just a, it was a, it was a clusterfuck of a Quadmania. I mean, you know, you gotta work out the kinks. And then Quadmania 2 is basically like WrestleMania 2. We're coming from different locations and, uh, (laughs) but Quadmania 1, we had a lot of guests from the first year. That's right. That's right. Um, So it was just a weird recording experience. Like we had to, and that was before. Anchor had, like, the editing tools and all that, so it, it was kind of a pain in the ass to piece all of it together. But, it, I mean, for what it was, it was charming. Uh, this one, we're not doing any guests. It's just going to be kind of – I figure we could just kind of look back, maybe talk about some of our favorite episodes. Uh, uh, I don't remember any, but, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any. They don't uh, run together, so. Yeah, they do. Um <laughs> Or favorite moments or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, we can talk about, you know. Wrestling. I mean, this, this weekend, we've got a huge, or this week, I guess. Well, yeah, it's this weekend. we got a big weekend. And I'm looking forward to it because I want it. This is the year, man. I, I'm, I've basically given up hope on WWE for now. Uh, again. But I'll watch the Rumble. I'll watch, I'll watch Mania, but. Like, SummerSlams. Yeah, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna try my my hardest to really really just focus on AEW and New Japan. Yeah, I think year. I think I'm with you on that. Those are the definitely the two I'm looking forward to just digging into in the 20s. Um, and obviously with the news that if Tanahashi beats Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, he gets a title shot at, at uh, Revolution, which is you know obviously probably gonna happen. And uh, that'll be a, a badass selling point for that. And it also brings over the Japan audience, even though they probably already are watching, but it'll bring over some more because one of their poster boys will be there wrestling. So I'm, I'm glad that they have that relationship moving forward. And I just, I couldn't see them not having it. I feel like if anybody is not having a good relationship with them, not that, not that I know, the only people that would probably have reason to not would be Ring of Honor is because obviously they know there's, probably three guys that are still coming over, four guys that are still going to come over there. So, you know. Yeah. 
But before we get too far into wrestling, I want to congratulate Levi and his Philadelphia Eagles on making the playoffs. By by a CH, man. By a CH. Uh, I'd like to also uh, contribute part of that to my Jets beating the Cowboys in a game this year, so... Oh, hey, if they hadn't, if the Jets hadn't beat the Cowboys, the Cowboys would have won the NFC East. So I have to thank you for the Jets beating him. And besides, who doesn't like to see the Cowboys lose other than all you Dallas fanboys? You know, I have, there's so many Texas people here in Fayetteville because their tuition is, you know, it's, it's less for them than to go to Baylor or something. But, uh, They'll be like, I'm like, where are you from? They're like, Houston. I'm like, oh, you're a Texans fan. They're like, no, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm like, why is nobody a Texans fan? <laughs> like, nobody, nobody's a Texans fan unless they're in the playoffs. Yeah, and they're in the playoffs, so we'll and start seeing they are some. In the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they'll come out. They'll come out of the woodwork now. Well, all the Cowboys fans will be like, whoa. I mean, I guess I'm a Texans fan. Or for us, it'll be, well, I guess I'm a Chiefs fan now. Yeah, the, and the Eagles have quite the hump first round in the Seattle Seahawks. So I. And they played their asses off last night. The Seahawks are are good, and Marshawn Lynch is back home. So that's so weird, man. It is. It is really strange. <laughs> I, I saw the highlights of the game. While. Yeah, he was. Well, he yeah. went to Oakland, and he yeah. retired, I think, twice. So because so I mean, whatever. I mean, I saw a couple of highlights, and like he did, like a he did a leap of faith over his line, and it, it was that a was really good. cool video. Yeah, yeah, that was cool, man. Um. Of course, uh, the, the Patriots are in the wild card this year. Yeah. That's they, crazy. They got beat by the fucking Dolphins yesterday. I know. That's amazing. I love that. I was, yes. at, the, I was at the bar yesterday talking to uh, some, some customers, some clientele, and uh, they're Boston people. It was actually his son works there at the bar, and he was sitting at the bar talking to him. And I go, what if the Dolphins beat the Patriots today? And they're Patriot fans. He's like, ha, nah, that ain't going to happen, you know, or however the Boston accent is. <laughs> that was, that Pats, was pretty good. The Pats, uh, the Pats aren't going to lose to them. And uh, I was like, yeah, I know. And then it happened, and I'm like, fuck, yeah. I, want, I can't wait to see them and be like, what? What? They made wild card because the Dolphins beat them? That sucks. <laughs> the, Dolphins and the, the Dolphins and the Jets are the unsung heroes of the 2019 NFL season. Hey, and my Jets finished 7-9. and nine. So I mean that's a lot. That's not bad, I dude. I, I, I thought they were going to go three and thirteen. So for for the seven and nine, like when's the last time they finished? That uh, it's been a couple of years, right? I would say two thousand fourteen. Yeah, it's, it's been a couple of years because they've definitely had the three and thirteen seasons lately. Mm. Yeah, so, so that's nice. They're on their way. They have the eleventh pick in the first round, so. You get out of the top ten, which kind of sucks as far as, like, players you might want to draft. But I'll take 11. It just looks good because at, we're, you know. I, I, I'd say, like, at 11, you're looking at a good offensive lineman. Which is what we need. Exactly. So that's a good spot for the Jets. That's that's not too bad. Who gets first pick? Who is the shittiest? That's the, uh, the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Which is weird because – that you know, I was pissed because I drafted AJ Green at the start of the season in my fantasy draft, and I was like, he'll be back, whatever. And then it was just week after week. It was, oh, now he hurt his ankle. Well, now he's constipated. Now this, now that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm just dropping him. And I and, and like same with Antonio Brown. He ruined my fantasy season. I ended up finishing in sixth place, which sucks. I, I finished dead last. Did you? <laughs> 
Yes. I had to pay $200 to the first. Oh, so my first place game, I don't know if I said it. No, no, it just happened, actually. The first place game, these guys were neck and neck, dude. And he, the first place guy beat the second place guy. He won 136.7 to 136.4. That's Jesus. a rough loss, dude. That's yeah. such a, by point three, man, he lost I, $200. I lost the championship game four, three or four years ago by a half a point. God, that's terrible. Yeah. Because uh, Aaron Rodgers came out the last drive of the game. Did you have a dirty 30 that night? Uh, I don't remember. So probably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I'm excited to watch the playoffs. I just, you know, man, this year I haven't watched a lot of football. It's kind of weird, but I haven't really. I've kept up, watched highlights, shit like that, and did what I needed to do for fantasy. But I just, I really didn't watch a lot of football this year. But now that we're in the playoff season, this is usually when I start watching more because I'm like, okay, now I get to catch up and well and there's not as many games like exactly this you can year, watch them all this year was the first year that i didn't watch i think i watched maybe one game that wasn't the jets in full yeah i watched every jets game even yesterday i, I you know i was like we have no you know there's no reason for me to watch this we're Who eliminated the jets play yesterday buffalo Buff, that's what i thought it's all division but i games you know i just wanted to see you know my team one more time before we go away for the the long cold winter and uh spring the long cold but, winter up north not down here yeah uh, well no because it's actually i i was walking out of the house and i was like oh man it's really sunny it's probably warm out and it was not that warm but it's not really cold well, it was so warm on strange. Christmas. It was like 70 yes. degrees on Christmas. I wore here. shorts. Yep. I didn't day. wear a jacket all day Christmas, the day after, the day before. It was yeah, definitely it was nice. weird. So, speaking of Christmas, how was your Christmas? Because we talked a little bit yesterday, but it was just trying to. We were try, I was trying to get you guys video, is what I was trying to do. But it didn't happen. So, but other than that, we didn't really talk that much. Uh, Christmas was good. I was up at like 5.50. Mariah was at work for an hour or two having to let the pooches out. And uh, she came home and I was like, we ready to roll? And she's like, I need to drink some coffee first. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I handed her a stocking, like, like go ahead and get in there. You know, like, let's get this going. <laughs> and uh, that was a good Christmas. I could tell that she found a good sale at Old Navy because the first five boxes I opened were uh, some good clothes from Old Navy, which I needed. And you're like, thanks for the shirts, by the way. By the way, yeah. And she got actually she got me a really sick Resident Evil shirt, which I'm wearing right now. I've been waiting all week to wear it. And uh, she got me a desk. Uh, she got me the classy Christmas Michael Scott and Belschnickel Dwight Pop Funkos, which are sitting on my desk. Dude, I saw those and almost got them. They because <laughs> those are the ones she, she said she figured it was gonna be my favorite present and i definitely very enjoy them they're like the perfect decoration so they're on my desk watching me she got me a little toy drone uh street fighter 5 for ps4 mm. uh, my mom That's actually fun, got me dude. yeah my mom got me days gone god of war 3 remastered and spider-man for the ps4 so i'm like booked on video games right now and Tommy i'm always got... Tommy got Spider-Man for his birthday. That's I've been wanting that game bad, dude. That, yeah, that was like one too. of the reasons I bought it for 
that's one of the reasons I bought a PS4 is to play that Spider-Man because like I couldn't go this generation without playing it. It's very uh, Grand Theft Auto E. Yeah, it's it's like RPG but Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot to do on it, and then uh, I got her like I got her a pet blow dryer so she can do grooming. I got her a pet Dremel for their nails. I got her. Uh, uh, I got her quite a few things actually, like an easel and some. Um, uh, you know, the things you paint on because she's yeah. a good artist. She said she just doesn't like doing it because she hates bending over and doing it because it hurts, like yeah. it hurts your back after a while. So I got her right. a little mini easel, uh, got her scary stories to tell in the dark, which we watched last night. It's an all right movie. Uh, what else? Got her a lot of clothes with dog stuff. My mom got her dog stuff. You know, you can't go wrong with that. So yeah, it was a, it was a good Christmas. We really enjoyed it. How was how was yours? I saw the vid- watching your kids open the presents in that video just made me excited. Yeah. Um, well, as everybody knows, I've talked about it before. We don't buy each other gifts as far as myself and Amanda. We yeah. just everything goes to the kids. So I got nothing, which I understand, which, which is fine. <laughs> I, I, I would rather my kids get everything they wanted. Uh, and you have they did three of them, so when that I, costs money, <laughs> right? When I have all three of my kids individually come up to me and say, "I got everything I wanted for Christmas," I did my fucking job. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Uh, Santa brought Tommy a red laptop. It had to be red, which I don't like the color red, but he loves it. Um, Kyler got a phone, and Hunter got an Xbox One. That's a solid. Uh... And that's I mean, the, that's the Santa gifts, right? That's the yes. three big Santa gifts. That's, yeah, that's from the big man because uh, he's got the cash for that. Yes. <laughs> well, he's got the elves to build it, you know. Right, 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 right. right. But the, he pays them, so well, and small amounts. Yeah. yeah, they're they're kind of it's kind of slave labor, but it's okay because it's you know I could imagine that happening someday. I don't like the idea. Of Santa Claus having a bunch of elves just slaving away. Oh, the, the snowflakes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know somebody's going to say that. I thought slavery was over. I'd be like, I, if somebody said that, I'd be like, dude, you call me now because I Ju- need to talk to you. Ju- justice <laughs> for elves. Hashtag yeah. Hashtag justice hashtag for elves. Elves lives matter. <laughs> They're watching you. Yeah, so well, yeah they are. Um, better watch out. Oh, shit, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about Christmas. I don't remember. So, yeah, anyways, but, like, it's weird because the kids are just, like, video game, very video game heavy. So, like, it's been a, it's been a pretty quiet Christmas break so far. That's good. I'm just waiting for something. It is 361 days till Christmas again. Halloween's in 306 uh, days. Thanksgiving in 332 days. So I just thought I'd let you know. 43 days until I can start uh, caring about sports again because uh, that's when pitchers and catchers report to spring training. There so, you go. Well, I mean, n- not that wrestling. I, I still consider wrestling somewhat of a sport, but... It's more of a hobby than a sport when you're, like, doing... when you're into it like we are. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you want, I guess we could pull up... Uh, Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom? Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, let me... Let me... Crack that open here real quick. WK14 card. Not walk 14. WK14 card. It is 14, right? Yeah. C. 
Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Okay, that just brought up week 14. So how about NJPW? While you're looking this up, uh, if you haven't already, go to our Twitter page, at Heels and Quads. Pinned to the uh, Twitter page is a contest giveaway for not just night one of Wrestle Kingdom 14, but also night two and New Year's Dash, thanks to Fight TV. Uh, Follow us, follow Fight TV, follow New Japan Global, and retweet the tweet and tell us who will walk away from Wrestle Kingdom 14 as the first double champion and be entered to win the uh, fight code. There you go. So I got it brought up. Um, A $50 value, by the way. Yeah, I have to subscribe and get that get that going so I can watch it this weekend. Just, that's, that's a ton of wrestling. Just log into my Fight TV account. Oh, yeah, that's right. I will do that. The Heels and Quads Fight TV yes, account, mind yes, you, because yes. we have VIP passes because we're, well, we're yeah. special like that. They okay. like us. Whew, I got to get ready to say all these names. All right. Should I read the dark matches, the pre-show matches? Yeah, I have to. Sure. It's all right, so game. night one is January 4th, 2020. Night two is January 5th, 2020. Of course, it's at the Tokyo Dome. We all know this. All right, so and, night one. What you <coughs> and New Year's Dash, as per usual. Uh, the card isn't announced. It just you find out as it happens, and it's at it's always at um, Corken Hall. Corken Hall. All right. So night one, we got a dark match that is Mayu Iwatani and Arisa Hoshiki versus Guilia and Hana Kimura. That's a stardom tag team match it's a dark match yeah that's super cool that they're that new japan is uh got stardom over got there got stardom <clears throat> let those girls show what they can do mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it'll be on the pre-show like the countdown or whatever yeah it'll be yeah uh we've got two pre-show matches here the first one is the great bash heel it was tamoaki hanma and Togi Maccabee, I know that one. Yeah, we know that one. And Yuya Uemura and Yoda Tsuji versus Toa Hanare, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks. That's an eight-man tag match on the pre-show. Ah, the Young Lions getting some love. That's right. And then Tenkozi, Hiroyoshi Tenzin, Satoshi Kojima versus Yuji Nagata and... Manabu Nakanishi. 
That's a tag team match. I, I'm reading them slow, guys. You just gotta bear with me. Hey, this is it's but you know twisters, what? dude. It it's your attention to detail. That's that right. Matters. So those are the pre matches, and then usually the Wikipedia card is exactly right with, in order. Yeah, yeah, because they do the cards in order of you know tags I, to most important. I like that that New Japan like actually goes out of their way to make sure you know the order of the card. It makes watching it so much yeah. easier because you know what's next. You know when you can take a piss break if you're not interested in a match right. or something. You know if if you're watching it live, you can go back to sleep for an hour if you're just waiting for Jericho. and Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people in that situation mm-hmm. this year. Uh, so we're going to kick off the show with uh, one of Jushin, Jushin Thunder Liger's last matches. So we got... Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, Tatsumi Fujinama, The Great Suzuki, and Tiger Mask versus Naoki Sano, Sano, Shinjiri Otani, Shinjiro Otani, Tatsuhito Takaiwa, and Rasuki Taguchi. So that's uh, the opening eight-man tag match, and Norio Hanaga will be the special guest referee. Uh, that should be a phenomenal opener. There's, we won't see a lot of people on the mat. It's probably going to take place in the air most of this match. <laughs> I, so. I, I'm looking forward to this because Jushin Thunder Liger is like obviously a legend, and I remember watching him when I was a kid. So yeah, me too. To yeah. to be able to to see his last couple of matches is going to be fucking cool as hell. And it, it, it sucks because you never want to see somebody that you watched growing up go away. But I feel like they're doing it right by... But the dude's wrestled for, like, all of eternity, so it's <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> like, I don't know how he still performs at the level. I don't think there's anybody at his age that still perform at that level in, in the world. How old is he? He's 55. No, there's nobody in the wrestling business that performs at his level at 55 years old. I, I mean, uh, I, I don't think I can. And not, I can't even think of anybody in history that performed at that high no. of a level at 55. Nope. Uncle like Terry Rick, didn't do it. Rick Flair, Flair was, I mean, he was still good, but they he, weren't not at his level. Yeah. No, he wasn't doing what Liger's do, still doing. Exactly. They did their thing for all those years, but mm-hmm. their thing wasn't the craziness that is Jushin Thunder Liger's style of wrestling. So. The latter years of Rick Flair was literally the Ric Flair match every time. Yep, the same spots. Uh, So then we get another eight-man tag match with L.I.J. versus Suzuki Gun, Uh, Evil Sonata, uh, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi versus Minoru Suzuki, Tai Chi, Zack Sabre Jr., and El Desperado. That should be a badass match. Um, And then we get Chaos, Hiroki Goto, Tomorrow Ishii, Toro Yanu and Yoshihashi versus Bullet Club, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Yajiro Takahashi. I like that Kenta came back in Bullet Club. I like that Bullet Club's still going. That's cool. Yes. But uh, you can see it's going to go for a long time because we still have LIJ, we still have Chaos, we still have Suzuki Gun. All those are still, they, they're very, they don't need to change a lot because what this shit works for New Japan and every arena's sold out so and that's one of the things we love about it is is the factions yep uh then we got god versus finjuice for the iwgp uh tag team titles the big 
IWGP Tag Team titles. That's Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga versus Juice Robinson and David Finley. That'll be a fun one to watch. Yeah. It seems like every year G.O.D. is in the tag match somehow. The tag it, title it's match. Like, it's like in years past, it was always, you know, Young Bucks was always in the tag titles. Or junior yeah. tag titles. Junior tag. It's, 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 G.O.D. is the, um, what do you call them? Uh, the Usos. Yes. Of New Japan, basically. Or, uh, because the, they're at a high level. The late 90s outsiders. They're always exactly. in tag title match. Exactly. Uh, then we get Lance Archer versus John Moxley in a Texas death match for the IWGP United States Championship. The match can only be won by a 10 count knockout or submission. So that's cool. This should be, there should be blood. There's going to be blood involved, I, I feel like, which is cool. I like I, that. I love how, how big Lance Archer has gotten over the last couple yeah. of months. Yeah, because I, I've always thought he was a talented dude. And for him to get a match against Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom is obviously going to be huge for him on top of already having a pretty damn good couple of months. Yeah, and it's okay if Moxley loses here because then, um, you know, he's still got AEW to keep him strong, which that kind of makes me wonder this is getting – this makes me wonder if Moxley could win here because we got Tanahashi coming – most likely coming to Revolution. So it's like Moxley could hold on to this belt for a little bit too, but I don't know if New Japan will let it be shown on TV. It'll just be known as a champion. It it wouldn't be shown on AWTV, maybe. Well, that's that's what makes this interesting. Because when I first saw that video, it was on Jericho's Instagram. And then New Japan tweeted it out. So I was like, okay, they're really behind this now. Yeah. So it it, it, it makes for interesting uh, wrestling this weekend. Uh, and we get Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. This, will, as always, will be a show stealer. This is for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I feel like Takahashi has to – I feel like he's going to win. I mean, it's – He's made his return, you know, um, and him and Osprey are just their matches and their chemistry together is always phenomenal. And Osprey at this point is at that he's at that point we talk about with a lot of people. He doesn't need a belt. He's so fucking over. Like everybody says how he's had some of the uh, Uncle Dave even said it. I think yesterday or the day before on Twitter, how overall he had probably the best 2019. Maybe not as like a draw or a ticket seller, but just as a wrestler, as a as a wrestler, and his match quality over the last year is probably the best. And I'm not going to say I don't agree. I think with him, if Takahashi takes the belt here, I think Will Ospreay moves up to maybe the United States Championship or Intercontinental Championship, because he's put on some mass. Yeah, he's I mean, put he's on, he's put on a, he yeah, definitely over the last year he's put on some mass, and I'd love to see that too. I would like to see him in the running for the Intercontinental title or the U.S. title, and then eventually moving up to uh, and then maybe the heavyweight next title. Year. Yeah. I, I just, I think he's ready for that, and we've seen it with a lot of these junior heavyweight guys, so I think it's, I think it's coming. He's well known. Uh, Jay White, Versus Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Another match that will be 
like just looking at these last four matches of night one night yeah night one on paper is just they're awesome looking i i can't wait uh so jay white and tetsuya naito and like you said with naito he's just he's got that it factor and i love watching his matches and i like watching jay white as well because he's when I first saw Jay White, I didn't realize how big he was, but he's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big guy. And he's been like kind of like Osprey within the last couple of years. He's put on more mass too. So and he's another one of those guys that's that's a draw for New Japan. Yeah. Especially for uh non-Japanese wrestlers in New Japan. Yeah. And then to close out the night, we will have an hour-long match with Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And man, I just I hope it's Kota's time. I, I feel like it, it's time for him to it's time for him to have that belt. Who okay? Who wins between Naito and Jay White in your opinion? Because I'm with I, you on Ibushi. I'm with you on Ibushi. Yeah. Because you need something new for night two. Not like not that the matches get old, but it's just like let's put some new guys together to fight. Yeah. So really, I would like to see Naito versus Ibushi, but Jay White retaining and facing Ibushi wouldn't hurt my feelings either. And then Ibushi taking it all at night two. Okay. But I, I, but I'm, if I'm Naito, with you on that. If it's Naito and Ibushi. Night two, I can see Naito taking it. Yeah. And if I'm it's Okada, you. night two, then he takes it all. Yeah. Which kind of Okada. It, yeah, and it's like, I, I don't... I do and I don't get sick of Okada being the main guy 24-7. Because, yeah. like, it's it's great. I get it. He's their John Cena. He's their Roman Reigns, all that, except for he's amazing. Um, And the Japanese fans don't get tired of him. Yeah. But he's just it. Let's let some new guys shine, and I feel like man, this just the story with Kota Ibushi. It's like it's his fucking time, man. So yeah, and, and especially with Kenny leaving, and yeah. this, this last year they've really, really pushed him. Yeah, and they've made he him, won G one right. Yes, yeah, they made right. him look like a fucking star, like a heavyweight man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So moving on to night two, we have one pre-show match, and that is. It's a gauntlet match for the Never Open Weight Six Man Tag Team Championship. This is going to be a long one. The most violent players, Togi Makabe and Toru Yanu and Rasuki Taguchi, the champions, versus That's Chaos. That's probably my favorite name to hear you say. Rasuki Taguchi. Yeah. Because it it's rhymes. <laughs> versus Chaos, Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Robbie Eagles. Versus Bullet Club, Bad Luck Folly, Chase Owens, and... Yujiro Takahashi versus LIJ, Evil, Shingo Tagagi, and Bushi versus Suzuki, Suzuki Gun, Taichi, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Whew, that's a big one. Uh, I don't really have any predictions for this one. I just I kind of wanted to talk about the main events, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be a fun one to watch on the countdown. It's It'll be chaos, Ishi, if you will. Ishii wasn't on night one, was he? No, I don't think Ishii's on night one. Let me look That's at that. That's strange. No, he's not on. No, he's on night one. He's with uh, Chaos versus Bullet Club in the eight man, the third eight man tag. Oh, match, okay. Or the okay. fourth eight man tag match. Okay. And then we're gonna. It looks like we're gonna open the show with uh, Jushin Thunder Liger's retirement match, which is now a tag match. 
uh, Jushin Thunder Liger and Naoki Sano versus Ryu Lee and Hiromu Takahashi. So maybe Takahashi will be holding that uh, junior heavyweight title in this match. That's the I, same person, right? Yeah. Okay. I feel, like, uh, <laughs> I feel like Liger had a hand in, in picking his opponents for uh, – these last two matches i would think 100 percent they were like hey man if it's your last match who do you want to face your last two nights yeah because that's just new japan's all about respect and that's super respectful for them to be like dude you're a fucking legend let's let you do what you want put over who you want all that good stuff so that'll be a fun tag match to open the show and i like night two because it's not littered with eight man and six man tag matches there's there's one six man tag match yeah and i you know they're they just those are usually my piss breaks because there's not a lot that matter in those, but they're also fun to watch. So it's like I can do what I need to do during those. But there's always a lot going on. Those matches yeah. are so they're so busy. Yeah. Uh, looks like our second match on the main show will be Bullet Club versus Rapunky 3K for the junior heavyweight tag titles. That's uh, Tashi Ishimori and El Fantasmo versus Sho and Yo. Once again, Sho and Yo in the junior tag match at Wrestle Kingdom, as per use. Which as per use. Still be a good match. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata for the British Heavyweight Championship. This one will be fun to watch. I like when they incorporate that British Heavyweight Championship. That's, yeah. That's cool. Uh, still to be decided versus Juice Robinson for the IWGP United States Championship. Why is that still to be decided? Oh, because the, night one, Lance Archer yeah, and Moxley. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I just so, thought of that. And a fan brought this to my attention when I asked who would walk away double champion and they said Juice Robinson. I said, if only, if only that was a possibility, I meant the intercontinental and heavyweight. Well, then it was brought to my attention. Well, he's going for the tag titles and the U.S. title. And the U.S. title. Okay, I'll let that slide. Plus, we love juice. Hey, hang man, where the fuck's your shoes, man? Hang on, where the fuck's your shoes, man? Uh, That'll probably be, I don't know, that's a hard one. It's just unpredictable with New Japan. They could put anybody over. You never know. But maybe it's Moxley and Juice Robinson, too, because that, you know, that's there's marketing on that. Yeah. Moxley versus Juice, too, for the United States title again. I think if Moxley wins night one, I think Juice takes it night two. That's fair. I like that. Because that gives him a title win, but he loses it the next night. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. This night one and two is cool. Maybe uh, Archer costs him the title night two. I don't know. Something, yeah. I don't know. It's not American, so that probably won't happen. Yeah. That's, that's, that. I'm sorry. That was me fed booking. It's all right. No, I'm going to go. It. I'm putting myself in a fucking timeout, dude. Uh, next up, we got Kenta versus Hiroki Goto in a never open weight championship match. This will be a hard hitter, and it'll be cool to see Kenta in this after his run in the Fed. I haven't watched him in New Japan lately. I saw him join Bullet Club. Yeah. But, uh, like this year, I didn't watch a lot of Japan, so I'm with you on watching it more next year. And so I'm going to stay subscribed. I might unsubscribe from the net, the WWE Network just so I can stay subscribed to Wrestle Kingdom 14 because another goal in 2020 for me is to manage my money a little better. So <laughs> There you go. Me too, man. I'm tired of being broke all the time. Uh, so, yeah, Kenta and Goto for the Never Open Weight title. Then we have the... Uh, the match after that will be the Okada and Ibushi loser versus White and Naido loser. So that'll be just a fun 
beat each other up match, which will be like, you know, at least there's some kind of story in it. It's like they both lost, but they still get a chance to be the runner up. And third. and who knows? Maybe the winner of that match goes on to be the challenger down the New, Year's, New Year's Dash or Dominion or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, of course, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. And if a Tanahashi wins, he will receive a match for Jericho's AEW World Championship. That's which so fucking weird. Just I just th- feel like he's going to win, man. Yeah, and I'm cool with it. Because I'd love to see Tanahashi in AEW at least once. I think that would be cool. That crossover is badass, yeah. Because he's a well-known name in the wrestling community. And especially in the wrestling community of AEW and New Japan. So that's, you know, that puts more eyes on AEW. That's that's cool with them working together. I, I almost wonder, you know, because we, we've discussed it about how... Whoa, how My chair uh, squeaked. Uh, you know, AEW and New Japan probably weren't going to work together right away. Because we talked about it, you think maybe the Bucks were trolling us again all along? And there was something in the cards down the line. And New Japan had their hand in it, too, by making us all look like idiots. And them saying, oh, we're not going to work with them for at least for a while. And They're maybe... trolling us as we speak, dude. Oh, yeah. So... They're already thinking of a, a, a move a year from now. See, that is the good. That is one of the best things about having the Young Bucks at the top of a company because – they can build suspense and so, same same with Cody and Ken, all, all those elite guys. They can build suspense like nobody else. So like they got that down. They can make you wonder what the hell just happened. They can make you wonder what the hell is going to happen while they're figuring out while they're trolling five more things at the same time. You know, it's just like they just have this they have this ability to make you just wonder and be like just unpredictability is nice, and American wrestling needs that so bad. But but I'm like I'm excited looking at this, just wondering, not even just the outcome of the matches, but like, oh my god, if they are gonna work together, that's like what if more exciting wins than, the AEW right. title, right? Yeah, and then they have to work together. Yeah, and who knows next year, Wrestle Kingdom 15, or I guess. Not next year, because it's still this year, but you know what I mean. Wrestle Kingdom 15, it could be AEW versus New Japan, like a super fucking show. Yeah, maybe it's the Madison Square Garden Super Show with AEW and New Japan this year. WrestleMania. You never know, man. I mean, that could happen. God. Could be in the works. And that'll sell out in five minutes. Oh. There's no doubt about that. If that happens, those tickets are already gone. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the main event is the double championship match, the double gold dash for the heavyweight title and the intercontinental title, which, like we predicted, I think that's – it would be cool to see Ibushi and Naito. It would be cool to see Naito take it all, but also Ibushi does deserve that run. And But Naito, at the same time, after uh, – what was it, last year's, I just was kind of bummed that he didn't he didn't win it. Yeah. So I wanted, I really wanted to see – Naito take the the heavyweight title, so I I don't care who the winner is. I I'm good with whoever wins, even if even if Okada does slip his way back in there somehow, that's fine because you know the match will steal the show. It doesn't matter. It's here's easy, it's easy to know that's going to be good. Here's some food for thought. AEW New Japan, if they work together, 
which it looks like now they're, they're going to. Uh, that's opinion. That's We're not journalists. We're not Brad Shepard or Dave, Dave Meltzer. But, and Brad Shepard is, you know, whatever. <laughs> Douche. Um, if they work together, Ibushi wins the both belts. Kenny and Ibushi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. At an AEW show. At or at, at the Super Show. One of the or two. at the Super Show. Yeah, something like that. See, that's that's a great piece of food for thought, dude, because that's there is something that's potentially in the works. And Kenny gets his groove back. Kenny gets his groove back, which, I, okay, I, I was watching the What Culture ups and downs, or I read it, I didn't watch it, of AEW for the year. And uh, the whole, th- I think, they're right. They talked about how AEW is not like destroying NXT or staying super high in the ratings, which the rating thing I think is, I think we need to stop worrying about that because it's not 1999 anymore. Yeah. And TBS or TBS or TNT, whoever is happy with what they're getting from them. They got the ad rev. They got all that stuff going. Obviously 600,000 viewers isn't good because there's YouTubers. There's, there's, Tons of YouTubers that get more than that. Not in one showing, obviously, but like a live thing. But the rating thing is like good and bad to worry about or just to not worry about. But uh, I think what culture was right, and I, I think we talked about it before, but they shouldn't have just like pushed themselves to the side. If they really want like if they want to get this momentum going, it's time for the Young Bucks to start getting the titles. It's time for Kenny Omega to be in the title picture. It's time for Hangman. Hangman more than anybody, really. Yeah. Um, Cody, like all those guys, they need to start having big marquee matches for to get themselves more over so people start watching more because that's the reason we tuned into AEW. Partially, you know, we wanted to see those guys, like, get theirs, and they're giving everybody else theirs, and that's great that they're not burying anybody. But it's also like you guys also got to filter yourselves through there and start kind of like, you know, maybe the Young Bucks get a month month long tag title run. Uh, uh, Kenny gets, you know, a two month AEW title run, but it'll be longer than two months when he gets it. I know that. Yeah. Moxley, let's put the belt on him. You know, like those guys that people know are the ones that they need to put on top and they've done it with Jericho, but they need to put the guys that everybody knows on top or at that elite level, if you will, and build stars off of them, and then you have the torch to pass. You can't just be like, I don't know, man. Like the, when the women's division is, I like what they did with it in AEW, the women's division, but it's also very nobody knows any of those women, and that's you know, they're building them, but I don't know. It's just they need to put that talent that everybody wants to see, you know, not, maybe not, maybe not the elite just dominates an entire pay-per-view, but like Kenny wins uh, a belt or, or Kenny and Hangman win the tag belts at some show. And then a month, and then two months later at their next show or whatever, Cody wins the title or whatever. I don't know, but they just need to start like in 2020, start putting themselves at the top, not being selfish, but just putting themselves booking themselves into, you know, get those viewers, get those people watching and talking about it. 
I'm, just, I'm with you, man. Uh, I kind of said it all jumbled up, but you, everybody I, no, gets I the got, gist of it. Yeah, I got what you were saying, and, you, and you're dead on. Like, I see what you're saying about them, like, almost booking themselves out of it, because it seems like, like you said, maybe the Elite doesn't run the gauntlet on a whole pay-per-view and wins every match, but they also have to stop losing every match on pay-per-view. That's the biggest part of it. Yeah. So, dude, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the fucking head. Because, like we said, we didn't think we didn't want to see the Bucks with the tag titles until like next fall. But if they real if they really want to consider this a war, and I don't know really how many see it that way, but if they want to consider this a war, they have to book themselves heavy. You have to bring out the heavy machinery, man. You got to bring out the tanks. I I mean, as a fan, as a as a hardcore wrestling fan. I love what they're doing. I love yeah. seeing people that I've I'd seen on the indies maybe a couple of times, but didn't really know their story and seeing them grow. But also, I like you have to have your main eventers be main eventers. You can't have. I'll, I'll put it this way: I I, I don't want to see four tag type or tag matches on a dynamite. No, any, anymore. No, I want to see more singles matches. I yeah, want to see triple people... threats and four ways. Yeah, show me what people can do individually. Like you have your tag teams, you got the Bucks, you got Santana and Ortiz, you got the tag SCU. team division is great. Yeah, it's they have great. a great tag division. Even Kenny and Hangman tagging together is fun. Yeah, but those guys are singles guys. Like they shouldn't have yeah. to be in a tag team just to be have a match on the show. I get what they're doing. I I, I get it from their perspective in a way of seeing it like. We are, uh, uh, we're, we're putting these guys over, you know, they were in the Indies. We're giving them a big shot here, letting them be on TV, all that. That's great. And you can still do that, but people want to watch the established stars like this whole dark order thing. It's not over, man. People, it, it's not over. And, it, and it, it's, they're trying. It's, it's slowly getting, I mean, it's slowly getting some steam. It's slowly, slowly getting some steam, but the reason why, it wasn't a big surprise when it all started happening is because everybody's like, who are these dudes? Obviously true. Like people who watch the Indies and stuff like that. Yeah. They know who they are and all that. But, uh, you know, if that was, if that was the young bucks coming out and turning heel at the end of the show and taking down their friends, that's must watch TV right there. Right. Not, not evil Uno and, uh, Super Smash Bro or whatever coming out there and doing their thing, which I like them. I don't dislike them. No disrespect to them. I just you need to see like we need some big stuff to happen. And I get that they're just doing a wrestling <coughs> show, but there's so many baby faces other than like Jericho and the Inner Circle. Uh, Moxley, see, I, I'm I'm a big fan of what Moxley's doing. I think I'm just a big Moxley fan. I think I'm biased on that, but he's he's great because he's the lone wolf. He does his thing. You have to have that guy, that Stone Cold-esque character that's the lone wolf who who sides with nobody and just whips ass and all that. But it's like the same thing with, like, the elite thing. It, it would be great to watch them, one of them turn and, like, them not be buddies on screen anymore. Like and that's that's what I was expecting to happen this last Dynamite before the Christmas holiday. The last Dynamite goes off the air with the Dark Order you know, jumping uh, the Bucks and SCU. And then you start seeing people come out. I kept waiting for Hangman to come out and join the Dark Order because he's Someone, trying yeah. to find his way. So yeah. that would have made sense. 
Then you've got you you're building Hangman, which for those who don't know really who he is and didn't want him, you know, who they're like, why is this guy challenging Jericho for the title right off the bat? Those people had no idea. So when if you turn him heel and then six months he, you know, finds his way or whatever and turns baby and then gets the title, then that's character building. Yeah. He's got a story arc. Right now it's just like if you don't watch Being the Elite every week, you kinda you really... you're kinda lost. Yeah, you don't you don't know. And now Because in... there's so many matches I mean they're building stories, but they're doing it at a very, very slow pace. Which is like Yes and no, you have to do that. You know, like you do have to build slow, but there's also things you can run with, man. Yeah. Like this MJF and Cody thing, I assume we get them at Revolution. And that story is great. And I knew it was coming. And, but that's okay because we wanted to see that. We knew MJF was going to turn on Cody at some point. It's going to happen. He's a, he's a heel. Yeah. He's a and piece now of in, shit. <laughs> in retrospect, talking like months ago when we were looking at all out, we were going, okay, man, I can't wait for Hangman to win the belt. There's no way Jericho's not going to let him win. But I get it now because yeah. Jericho had to win the belt because they need they eyes no on choice. the company. Yeah, they need eyes on the company and not just fans' eyes. They need the bigwigs' eyes. They need people that are like, oh, that's Chris Jericho. They don't need people to go, who's Adam Page? Yeah. He's not established yet. And so I get it. I he, they are established, but they're not. Their shirts are in Hot Topic, but they're not. They haven't been on USA. They haven't been on Fox, shit like that. Yeah. They're on TNT. They're working on it. It's just 2020 will be a good year for AEW. I think they're going to they're gonna really start finding their way. But they just, their format right now isn't amazing. The wrestling yeah. is amazing. The wrestling's amazing. It's great. It's awesome. But the format and working it all together right and making people it has to be must see tv and anything other than wwe is must see tv let's let's be real but nxt's killing it man nxt's got that's why so many people are watching it and it's and the ratings have been better because people know those guys and that's and that's not AEW's fault that they just started a company and like people know nxt of course because it's the fed everybody knows the fed if you watch wrestling you probably watch or no, the NXT guys, but these AEW guys picking up these indie dudes, you know, it just takes a while to build. But like in the meantime of building them, have them have Kenny as your world champion or Chris Jericho as your world champion. Have one of those indie dudes have a stellar match with them and go over in a non-title match. That looks awesome, and that gets somebody over. You know, it's just like gotta start having matches like this. And I think I think as they grow. We do need to see a mid-card title. We need a TV title. Yeah. I think that's that's a must-have. Or like a, you know, something of the intercontinental variety, not called intercontinental, but like the the worldwide title. You know, whatever it may be. <laughs> the European title. I was going <laughs> to say European, but that's <laughs> – I love that title. But I do too. Like United, United Kingdom, which is – that's already a t- – WWE has all the title names. It, all so the titles. If there's a name for a title, they have it already. Yeah, maybe they come up with a Japanese heavyweight title, you know, yeah. just something. I, I don't know, but I think moving forward for your mid-card guys, a TV title would be very ideal because TV titles are great, and it's a mid-card title. Yeah. Um, You've been stewing on this for a while, man. 
I just been I, I've been kind of as I've watched AEW the last couple of weeks, like the first month or two, I give them the benefit of the doubt. They're brand new. But this thing where it's just basically the same every week and sometimes flooded with tag matches, I just don't really want to see that. Yeah. They're good. I mean, they always turn out good, but it's just like I do I do want to see, uh, you know, just more interesting things, you know, and maybe do some more storytelling. But the inner circle thing and every week they come out and do their thing and Jack Swagger or Jake Hager just stands there and, like, when's he going to have a match? Let's see that. That's another one of those things that you can build. Let's make it a must-see thing. Jake Hager's going to speak next Wednesday on Dynamite. Uh, Sammy Guevara is going to have a match with Jake Hager in his corner. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, Jake Hager's going to have a live mic next week. He's going to talk. I like that. Whatever. That's booking right there. Just shit like, like that. I'm not and, shitting and advertise AW, it. But... That's the good thing about AEW, though. With uh, with wrestling so prominent on Twitter, they are doing it that way very well by They're announcing doing good. yeah by announcing the matches you know days before. It, it, if if you can, can you bring up Dynamite for this week because it's it yeah. looks like a fucking good show. Yeah, uh, um, Trent Trent versus uh, Moxley uh, Moxley. I love yeah. that. That's yeah. a great match. I like. Um, I've always been a fan of tag one of the guys of a tag team versus another dude. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, while you're bringing that up. I just want to give props to NXT because I feel like I shit on WWE so much. So I'm going to say something nice. Um, I honestly now I retract, retract my statement of saying it was a bad move to take it off of the network and put it on USA. It was a fucking smart move because there, I guarantee you there's more people watching it on USA than there were watching it on the network. Oh, 150%. And not only that, they're making fucking money on it because of ad revenue. Yeah. People, people buying into it and seeing numbers and, and like you said, 600,000, not great, but it's also not bad either because like we've talked about, nobody watches fucking cable TV anymore. It's slang. It's fucking Fubo. It's fucking YouTube TV. It's Hulu. PlayStation view. PlayStation view. Is that that good by the way? Do you, do you use that? Uh, I did. Um, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Okay. So I got the card brought up here. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say something nice. No, no. I mean, it, it, and if you don't, you know, that's fine. But NXT is killing it, dude. NXT yeah, is. Absolutely. Right, right now, there's, there's <clears throat> if it wasn't for this one being AW Homecoming, I would probably be more interested in the NXT episode because it would probably be another match full of tag Another card full of tag matches. Chris Jericho coming out and talking shit to the audience, which is great. Yeah. But it's just which he is. Yeah, yeah. But you just got to, you got to switch it around, man. You got to do something different. But at least this week, there's story behind him coming out because he's going to see if Moxley will join Inner Circle, which he probably won't, and then that's going to lead to them if he doesn't get Tanahashi at Revolution, it'll be Moxley. So we got Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes. That's an awesome singles match. I love that. Yes, that's and, a great singles match. Yes, and it's and it's it's building something. It's it, they had the the squabble, and then it's like okay, well now we're gonna do we're gonna do Dustin versus somebody in the inner circle, and then who knows maybe 
down maybe revolution we see some kind of package tag team match where it's most of the inner circle versus the elite because dustin kind of is basically grandfathered into the elite at this point yeah he's part of that he's the it's the brotherhood or whatever yeah oh taz will appear taz will be there that's cool uh so sammy varvis dustin rhodes kenny omega and the young bucks versus uh Pack and the Lucha Bros, another Young Bucks and Lucha Bros match, but with but it the makes sense of, because Pack yeah. wants his rematch, his rubber match with Kenny. So that, and this uh, is the Young Bucks eighty fifth rubber match with the Lucha Bros, but it's all right. It'll be a good match. It's something a little different, <clears throat> kind of. Uh, John Moxley versus Trent, and then Moxley to announce whether or not he'll join the Inner Circle. I'm assuming that happens right after the match. Uh, you'll hear <clears throat> you'll hear likely. Judas happen come out you'll hear judas and then jericho will come out and ask uh mjf is scheduled to appear probably talk some shit which will be great because his promos are always different and always always good he gets that cheap heat and then he gets that intelligent heat yes uh aw women's world title reho versus nyla rose versus Britt baker versus uh hikaru shida yes because Chris Statlander was uh, booked on an indie. Yeah, she had and, a commitment. Yeah, she, they didn't want to make her break it. So whoever wins that match faces her next week in quote-unquote Memphis, which is South Haven, Mississippi is where the show is, uh, which I'm super bummed that I'm not going to that show. Um, I, I like that, that they're like, okay, since you're, we're still letting you guys work the indies, we don't want you to break your commitment, even though we've already announced a fucking title match. That that makes them look good. Well, because the owners of this company know that that would be really shitty. But also, the owners of this company are actually treating their employees like independent contractors. Which yeah. WWE mentions, independent contractors. But their guys aren't independent contractors. You can't even sell your merch through pro wrestling tees. Well, some people do. Yeah, they, there's ways around it. There's ways, like, Kevin Steen can <laughs> sell yeah. merch. Yeah. El Generico can still have merch. Yeah, Uncle Terry and Stone Cold, you're not going to deny them of that. That's just how, Shawn Michaels, that's how big they are, so. They're like, we're going to do what we want. You want us to have a Legends deal? Yeah, we're still going to do this, too. Yeah, we can go work for any company, it doesn't yeah. matter. Do you want us to go to AEW? No, I didn't yeah. think so. So the AEW women's title, that would be a cool match. And then we got Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen. And there he Darby Allen wanted his rematch and Cody Cody gave it to him. So that should be a that should be another fun one to watch. That'll be good because that match was so good on, on pay per view. That'll be good to see on TV because I think they already have that chemistry because that I mean that match was good. I think what was that? Uh uh Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest, yeah. So people that didn't watch that didn't maybe know about AEW yet and just kind of found it on TNT, which I don't think there's many of those people, but there are people out there that found them that way. Yeah. I think they're going to be surprised at how well that match goes because they have that chemistry. Yeah. Uh, did you know that the butcher and the blade, the butcher is the guitarist of a band called every time I die, which I did pretty, that's a pretty big <laughs> band. Yeah. Uh, that's wild, dude. I didn't, I, I've never got super into them. Like I, I don't dislike their music. I know Mariah has some of their CDs. Uh, but I saw that and I was like, dude, I gotta start listening to them more now. Like I know some of their big songs, I guess. Did you tell her that that's who that was? Yeah. She, she was just like, oh, cool. And then um, uh, I have yeah. one of my neighbors, 
uh, he's actually like went to high school with him, but he lives like two doors down from me. And he's a big, every time I die fan, I was like, dude, did you know that he is in wrestling now? And he was like, yeah, I saw that he was doing something. He's like, I'll have to watch his stuff. I'm like, you're not going to watch it, but that's cool of you saying that. (laughs) When people tell a wrestling fan, when, when they, I'm going to try that out. People ask me all the time, how's the, how's your podcast going? And then I start talking about it, and then I can see it in their eyes. They leave the conversation. Yeah, dude. I, everybody always asks me, "How's the podcast doing? How's that going?" I'm like, "But it's I'm like, same man." <laughs> but but you know what? It, it kind of aggravates me because I'm like, if you, why would you even ask me that? Like, there's there's so many care. other elements of my life you could ask me a question about, but you yeah. chose to ask me on this day about the podcast that you don't even fucking care about. Yeah. So why are you fucking asking me? Like, it's really aggravating. Like, I. I can't stand that because I like to make eye contact when I have conversations with people. And when I see your eyes leave the conversation, I, I'm, You're I'm thinking done. about something else. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even want to talk to them. You ever had the those? Day. You ever had those people, though? Like, I'm an eye contact guy, too. But have you had those people that when you do lock eyes and make eye contact, it's so awkward, you almost have to break away? Yeah. Because they just have that look in their eye, and it's just like they're fucking staring into my soul, and I can't do this right now. But yeah. I also have to stay in there and not break eyes because I have to be the alpha male right. in that conversation. I can't look away. So like, it's like when you stare at a dog, and when they look, the first person to look away has just backed down. So I, look, I always do it to my dogs. I'll stare in their eyes and wait for them to look away, and I'm like, yeah, that's right, bitch. Because <laughs> you have to be the – there's just so many people that I have these conversations with, and – I'm like a real like fidgety dude. I'm not awkward. I just when I'm talking to someone, I'm pacing back and forth and moving around and fiddling with my hands. It's not like I'm awkward. I'm just I'm twitchy, dude. I have like ADD real bad. Yeah, you totally do. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I get it though. When there's people that are locking eyes with me like super hard and it's like awkward, I'm like, okay, I will not give in to this awkwardness because I don't want to be an awkward dude at all. I hate being awkward. I will break the ice whatever way I can because awkward. Is weird, and I don't want people to feel weird. I'll make myself look stupid to break the ice if I need to. Like, I'll just, I'm that much of the alpha male that I'm willing to let that happen. <laughs> the, the thing that bothers me the most about making eye, con- eye contact with people when I'm talking to them is I can tell when they're lying. Oh, God, yeah. Because, yeah. The, like, they roll their eyes when they're talking. Yeah. Their eyes roll. And I'm like, you're so fucking telling a fib for no reason right now. Yep. <laughs> I know what you're saying, too. It's so funny. It, it drives me nuts. And there's a couple of people that I deal with quite a bit that do that. And I'm just like, mm. like, stop. Why are you lying to me right now, dude? I don't care. <laughs> like, it, do- yeah. if it doesn't affect me, like, I don't care. Why are you, why are you telling fibs? Your why are you telling life tales? doesn't pertain to me, and you don't have to lie to look cool. So don't do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, NXT this week, the homecoming looks pretty cool. I like that it's in Jacksonville. That's that's pretty cool. I like the – it's not in Chicago for once, so that's <laughs> – Well, until Revolution. Until Revolution. Then they'll be back in Chicago a couple weeks later. But sure. not Schomburg. Not Schomburg. And they're going to be in Kansas City soon. I saw that. I would really like to go to that, but right now it's between going to see Three Teeth again in Kansas City or going to AEW. Yeah. And I know that sounds like a very clear cut, like, go see AEW. But, dude, I really like Three Teeth, and I really want to see him again. So it's, it's a hard one for me. That's the same with me. Like, we're, go- we're going to see Cher again in Little Rock in March. And that's, that's around the time it's in Kansas City. 
Right. And also that same week, I think it's, it's our anniversary week, the same week, uh, one of my favorite comedians, Bert Kreischer is in Springfield, uh, which is super close. And I really want to go to that too, but also I want to go to AEW, which I won't, but also, also in Springfield in next month or February, Kiss is coming. On the oh, quote-unquote right. final tour. And not only are they coming, but opening for them is fucking David Lee Roth from Van Halen. That's your so, show right there, dude. And I so want to fucking go to that. And it's so, like, it, it like, just really fucking just, like, if I was in any other, like, financial state, it would be a no-brainer. I would be, like, at least in the first five rows of that. Like, I would pay the extra you know, $500 or whatever to get in the first few rows. For do, that. You, do you think it's the last kiss tour? I don't know, man. I don't know anymore with Motley Crue coming back now. I, I, I don't know anymore. Yeah. The way I see it, as long as you're physically able and I know Paul with his vocal stuff and I've talked about it on the show, but I think they're just physically able to still do it. I know wearing the fucking gear and shit, it's heavy and it's taxing. But like you're still look at the stones, they're still doing it. Like That's maybe Kit kind maybe of a good Kiss reference point. Takes the makeup and stops wearing the stuff. Go back to like eighties, early nineties Kiss, and do like unplug shows. Yeah, I that's one show that I I would pay big money to see is Kiss acoustic, like the MTV Unplug show, which is like Those probably so one of my good. favorite concert ever of Kiss is the Unplug show. Yeah, man, Unplugged was a cool concept. I really liked that, but. uh yeah, it's there's just so much like I that's what I hate most about being such a fan of so many things. Like uh, we yeah. we took we took Tommy to see Star Wars which I'm not going to give anything away still because I think that's a dick move. Star Wars I feel like you have to give people at least a month <laughs> before you start talking about it. I still haven't watched but, the last Jedi. But it was the, the this last one was so fu- it was an emotional fucking roller coaster. Like yeah. it was it was the perfect fucking Star Wars movie. And I know a lot of people are like, what was this? And I don't like this. But you're, you're looking at it at a small scale. You're looking at it from only your opinion. You have to look at it from the broad scheme of things and like, oh, shit, they're tying all of this, all the whole story together. So, yeah, I loved it. And if anybody hasn't seen it, go fucking see it. If you're a Star Wars fan and you were on the fence, take it from me. Go see it. I will definitely see it eventually, but I, I, like, I saw Force Awakens in theaters, and then I didn't watch Last Jedi. I still haven't. Not for, not that I don't want to. I just, it's a commitment for me to watch a three-hour Star Wars movie, and I, I yeah. have, I have all the or the first six or whatever. I have those, and uh, I am always down to rewatch those. Like, dude, it's a commitment to watch. Yeah, like you said, it's a commitment to watch any three-hour movie. Like I saw yeah. The Irishman, and I still want to watch that. And everybody too, says, yeah. you, I, you gotta see it, you gotta see it. But I'm like, fuck, that's three hours of my day. Yeah, man, it's a it's a long one. But then, like, last night, I stayed up and did laundry and watched fucking Cheers for three hours. So I'm like, okay, why did you I do that? And I could've I watched The Irishman. I'm with you, dude, I do the I same thing. I always fucking think back, and I'm like, ah. Or when I'm, like, when I'm, when I'm playing Call of Duty for three hours, and then I'm like, oh, that movie's too long. And it's like, really, though? Because you just wasted three hours of your life playing a video game. But but so. you're doing something. You're doing something with your hands. Yeah. And that's my problem. Like, last night, we watched uh, The Highwayman with uh, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson on Netflix. Yeah. 
And I was so busy on my phone and doing laundry and stuff that I I really didn't even watch the movie. But it was about Bonnie and Clyde, so you kind of know the story. You know what how it ends. Yeah. So you don't feel like you're as emotionally invested because you know how it ends. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it's 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 difficult to get behind certain things. Yeah. I understand. Time, I, I have that time problem. Time is so precious these days with it the is. internet and phones and trying to put it all together and work on top of that. And then you're like, I got to go to work. I can't do this. I'd rather be doing this, but I got to go to work because I got bills. And, you know, yeah, not working would be cool. But, you know, at the same time, <laughs> I think I would go crazy, though. Like, Dude, crazy. I, would lo- I would lose my mind. Yeah. That's why, in, in retrospect, I was kind of bummed about like working on Wednesdays because I got so used to having that extra day. But now I'm like, shit, when I, (laughs) when I think about it by Tuesday, anyways, before I was was losing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. The (laughs) pooter.com. Oh, anyways, man. yeah, we burnt uh, we burnt a solid hour talking about New Japan and AEW. That was a that was more wrestling than I intended for Quadmania too. But I'm cool with it. Hey, it's Quadmania. How many quads do we blow? We blew a lot. So loads and quads they get blown all the time, left and right, left and right, right and left. But I guess that about wraps up our Quadmania two here. Is there anything else we need to go over for Quadmania two? I think that's it. We I covered think that's about it. We covered Wrestle Kingdom. We covered AW Dynamite Homecoming. We talked about everything else. Christmas, all that. Yeah, New Year's is in two days. I hope everybody has a very safe and happy New Year. I think I'm I'm definitely, I've went out the last quite a few years. So I think this year we're actually just going to stay in, drink wine, and watch the ball drop. Because I don't yeah, feel like we're not going doing out. shit, man. We, I mean, with Amanda being in the hospital and stuff, like, we were going to entertain people. But I was like, you know what? Let's just not. Yeah, dude. That's just it. After it's a while, much. the New Year. Like, this is a new decade. Yeah. But for me, like, the problem is if I go out and party on New Year's, I want to do, like, other recreational things, not just drink. Like, that's kind of my thing there and it's to me it's just not as fun if i don't get to do a line or eat some molly or something like i'm just being honest man like i want to have a little more fun on new year's than normal because it's like you and especially this one it's like you're bringing in a new decade so it's like just a bum ski or something you know just to get the night rolling or keep me awake a, a quick pick me up to, so you yeah. can see the ball drop. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, I'm ready to go to bed at like 10.30, dude. Like, I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah, we're so, old, dude. Yeah. and But this year, we're going to sit up, drink some wine, and, uh, you know, I'll still have to, I guess, go to bed at a somewhat decent time since I got to go into work at like 8 or 9 in the morning, but whatever. It'll be all right. So, yeah, I hope everybody has a very safe and happy New Year. Be careful out there with all the stupid fucking drunk drivers out being stupid. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, just to kind of tie it all together. If you're going to fucking drink and go out and be crazy, like, make sure, get a fucking Uber or make sure you have a DD. Call yeah. somebody, you know. Call If you're a fucking adult and your parents live close by, like, call your parents. They will fucking come get you. I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Then rather you get in a fucking car and kill yourself or kill somebody else. Or somebody Don't. else be out. You know, if you want to just stay home, just stay home because there's way too many stupid people out on the road. And 
one of my guys that works with me said, calls it amateur night because everybody's out driving drunk and puking and just being stupid. Everybody's all fucked up on New Year's. And you're, you know, you're probably more likely to get hurt by someone else than by yourself. So, yep. yeah, don't drive, don't drive drunk. Just stay in one place or get an Uber or a Lyft or your mother or your father or your friend, whatever. Whoever's sober, have them drive you. Don't. Don't go out and make any stupid decisions to that way you can at least see the new decade. And also because we know there's stupid people out there, if you are not drinking and <laughs> and going out, like don't go out like after a certain time because there will be stupid people out on the road. Yeah. So just keep yourself safe and stay at home. Wait till tomorrow to go to Walmart. That's right. And I gotta go today and get some black eyed peas and ham, so there you go. I got to figure out what I'm going to do for dinner tonight. So, well, yeah. I guess we'll be coming to you next week in 2020 with our Wrestle Kingdom reviews. That'll be a long one. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a solid one. So that will be that will be where's it at? January, December, er, January, December, and January seventh. We'll Seven. be coming to you with Wrestle Kingdom Review, so we will talk to everybody in 2020. But before we close out the decade here, do us a favor and do one last following of 2019 and the 2010s by following us on Twitter at Heels and Quads, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. I'm, of course, Levi D. Zindel on Twitter and Levi Zinfandel on Instagram. I know I got some weird followers coming in here and there and i hope they're just listeners of the show because some of them are very strange and i don't know why they're following me but hey if you like the show that's cool i just called you weird shout out to the weird people (laughs) shout out to the 2010s you've been a very interesting decade but uh it's time to usher in the new ones and say hello to the 2020s and a new presidency coming up and uh or another yeah we hope (laughs) (laughs) Not to give anything away, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways. And for all those uh, weirdos that Levi just called out, uh, if you don't want to be weird, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Hills and Quads and buy a fucking shirt. That's right. Or just listen to every show and, you know, help us make money that way. Get, what, that, what, get that ad re- rev. Retweet everything that we tweet out. Uh, j- j- support. 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 It's a support system. It's a circle. Support the show, man. Support uh, the a show. Part of, be a part of our inner circle by doing those things for us. Um, follow the show at Heels and Quads, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Me at Miss Tommy Walter on Twitter. Tommy Walter live on Instagram if you want. I don't know why you would. We're also on Facebook. Um, which is basically just sharing of our Instagram, the episode art. Yeah. That's all that is now. Um, yeah. So have a happy and safe new year. We'll talk to you guys in uh, 2020. And one last thing. If you want to ring in the new year correctly, you might be a little late. But to start your 2020 off just right, go to mancanwine.com and use coupon code HEELSANDQUADS in all caps at checkout to save 25% on your order. You can start off the 2020s in no better way than drinking man can wine, the red, the white, the fizz, and the rosé. And that 25% gives you a hell of a discount on a good night, a half a bottle of wine equivalent in each can. 
special lining inside so it doesn't taste like aluminum. Go to mancanwine.com, use coupon code Hills and Quads and all caps at checkout and have yourself a happy new year. We'll see you guys in 2020. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We'll talk to you next year. Bye. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.